This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with the full team, Stanley Fritz, Alyssa Fuchs, and Jackie Cohen. We just wrapped up an impassioned conversation about Charlottesville. Stanley gave a great uh, chronicle of the KKK, white supremacy and white nationalism in our country. But we are going to end this show on a very positive note. If you guys have listened to Let Your Voice Be Heard before, you know that we do an original Dreamer and Doer series where we uh, spotlight an inspirational millennial who is doing great things not only in their own life, but in the lives of those around them, particularly in their community. So basically, they are the ones who see the different types of isms and oppression, and they try to fight it in their own particular and unique ways. So today, we are welcoming on the show Jamel Henry who is a three-time CUNY graduate. Uh, he is also a proud alumnus of the National Urban Fellows Graduate Program at Baruch College, uh, where he received his Master's of Public Administration. Um, he also accepted the CUNY Graduate Center. He was accepted into the CUNY Graduate Center to pursue a second master's degree in political science, and he aims to pursue a PhD in political science. So that's a lot of education. Um, not only that, if you think his educational level is ambitious, he is actually aspiring to become the president of the United States. He said that is his calling from God. Um, he also served as a young adult member on Community Board 8 uh, in, Crown, uh, in Crown Heights in Brooklyn. Um, he also serves on a number of different leadership platforms, such as uh, being a member of the New York Urban League Young Professionals. Uh, he's received many citations from the New York State Senate and New York State uh, Assembly and a proclamation from our from Brooklyn, from the Brooklyn Borough president. So, yes, he has a very long list of achievements. Most recently, he was running for New York City Council in Brooklyn. But, Jamel, you're no longer running. What happened? So, uh, first off, I want to say good afternoon to everyone, and I really am honored and privileged to be here with all of you. So, a lot of things have occurred, and, um, you know, a lot of lessons have been learned. And, you know, it has given me a tremendous experience to really share with, uh, you know, the community about leading by example, um, because I strongly feel that in our communities, we talk a lot, but we're not putting anything action, you know, any action behind it. And so I took the bold step to run for city council. And of course, it was a very uh, ambitious and bold move, which I'm happy to say I've done. Um, but, you know. Uh, the system sets things up in a way where they do not want everyday ordinary New Yorkers, everyday people to actually run for a particular thing. For a particular we saw office. that with, with, with Bob Ganji, who we had on the show earlier, who said that he can't even debate against Mayor de, Bill de Blasio because he didn't reach those uh, monetary uh, limitations. Yeah. So you have those situations where. Um, you know, I can break it down from petitioning. I mean, the petitioning period is supremely tedious and unnecessarily detailed. And it's, it's set up as an intimidation factor because you would think 450 signatures is easy. Well, if depending on the community. And, you know, I live in, in Crown Heights. So in my particular neighborhood, which consisted of Ocean Hill, Brownsville, Crown Heights, Bedstein, East Flatbush, you're dealing with a lot of African-American and West Indian people who are, you know, unfortunately not uh, 
in tune with what's going on politically in the community. So, you know, we was able to get over that hump. I'm thankful to say that, you know, first try, we, we did it. But however, the Board of Elections looked at something different. And because we didn't put <laughs> our district number <laughs> on the petitions, they they felt like our uh, petitions was overturned. So hold yeah. on, that's why you were kicked off the ballot. Yeah, because you didn't put the number. So that's yeah. a, is that a minor technical? It is a super minor technical. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. And are you kidding me? yeah, and so but the crazier thing is that there are other people out there who are running for office, who were running for office that had even similar situations to what I had, and. You know, again, it is designed to filter out those who I feel that are part of the machine style uh, organization of, of leadership versus those who are not affiliated with any type of leadership. Yeah, I'm not surprised that happened. That's how Barack Obama won his first seat in office. He knocked out the five of the people on the ballot with him. The petitioning process is very tedious, and you can get kicked off very easily. But if you have money and access to good lawyers, you can also fight that. I know of a council member in Brooklyn who he was petitioning inside of his district office, and he was just like, he was forging petition signatures, and his opponent challenged it, but because he's deeply ingrained into the institution and because he had access to good lawyers, he stayed on. So I'm I'm not surprised to hear this. This happens all the time. Wow. Yeah. So so Jamel, so what are next steps? Like we see that, you know, you have a very um profound like portfolio of work and, and background and being uh politically involved and inclined. Um you're not running for city council anymore. What what can you do moving forward to help, in particular, your community? So right now, as you mentioned, I will be starting classes this week. It's, it's crazy to say that. I'll be starting at the CUNY Graduate Center working on my second master's. But in between that, it's about me doing a citywide educational tour. I think a lot of New Yorkers, from my own experience and from experience of others, do not know the intricates of the local level. And all politics starts on the local level. A lot of people do not know who their community board leaderships are. They don't even know who their commanding pre precinct officers are. They don't even know who their fire chiefs are. These are things that every concerned uh, community citizen should know and, and have a way to get involved because strength does lies in numbers. So I'll be doing a lot of educational tours about introduction to local government. I'll also be teaching about the Electoral College, why it's important to vote, because I am really tired of people and organizations going around registering the people to vote but you're not telling them why especially in our community so i wanted to definitely reiterate those things and really encourage more young adults to do what i've done which is to get involved and actually run for office because when people see us doing it it shows that you know what we are really paying homage to those who made the sacrifice for us to do this today what was it that initially sparked your interest to run for city council? I mean, what, what changes do you think that uh, what changes are you trying to embark on? So I, it was definitely President Obama's final speech. He said it clearly, like, if you don't like what you see in your communities, organize, petition and run. And I accepted that challenge. And I'm proud to say that I've done it. And I'm thankful for the movement that we have started because this is just the beginning. And so what I want to tell people is that. You don't have to wait your turn. I tell people if I was a doctor, wait your turn would be a virus in our community that has killed our communities for decades because you have 
the institutionalized democratic system where if you are the assembly person, we literally have to wait till you either have a scandal, you die, or uh, something else occurs for us to get an opportunity to move up. And there are people who have been waiting for decades to get an opportunity to move up instead of being ambitious to say, no, what happened, what's happening in our communities right now is not good and we need to make a difference. Selena, you keep looking at me like you want me to give you, you want me to get the political tea. <laughs> I gotta listen. I gotta protect my political connects. Okay, I oh, can't give you too silly. much juice. I am not. But I can tell you something interesting happening what? right now. So talking about waiting your turn, Danny Farrell, who has been a legendary um, assembly member in New York State, he Danny, Danny Farrell. Sorry, Danny Farrell. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. Continue. He, he is um, he is re- retiring and. Because the, because of the time that he retired, they're not going to be able to have a special election for his seat. So the county committee is going to pick the person, oh and you know who you know who's probably going to get that seat. The person who, um, as Jamal mentioned, probably has been quote unquote waiting their turn. Not somebody like Jamal who might be interested in running for office. And that's not to say that this person is going to be a bad person. They might be really good, but it just goes to speak about the political process in New York City. But I think that you raise a great point, which I'm happy that we're discussing, especially in a state like New York, which is so historically corrupt. We've seen the same bad actors year after year win re-election because it's easy to win re-election as. Um, an incumbent in New York. And I think now what we're starting to see is young, talented, smart people who have been inspired by sort of the the madness of this past year say, you know what, I should leave. Like we, we do not have adequate representation in the state. We've seen a lot of bad actors take a lot of advantage of their, their base and do a lot of bad things and propel this corrupt government in New York State and Albany. And, um, you know, what we're seeing is more and more young people step forward and say, I'm going to run. I'm going to make this difference. If, if you know, it's not going to be done for me, I'm going to take charge and do it myself. And it is the one thing that I'm feeling very hopeful about post-Trump, you know, in this post-Trump America is that we're seeing this not just in New York, but all over the country. We're seeing young people step forward and start to run. You right. know who didn't so, wait a turn? Who, Stanley? Diana Richardson, my favorite mm-hmm. elected official. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that really quickly. So, like, just to get back to you, Jamel, because... This seems like that was definitely what um, sparked your interest to make a difference. And even though that didn't work out, you're still going on an educational tour. Um, One thing that is really, you know, I read your bio. And one thing that is really prevalent throughout it is like your faith. And I want to know what role faith has played in your journey. And if you are also on Christian Mingle, because apparently (laughs) anybody (laughs) that is on faith is on Christian Mingle. You looking for his profile? (laughs) So So, that's a two-part question. Okay. So I'll answer the second part. I am not on Christian Mingle. Wow. I am surprised. Very, very blessed to say I have an amazing girlfriend. Um, Shout out to Anna Lee Reed if she's listening. So thank you. She's like, you better have (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) No, but my faith has played a major role and I'm thankful to say that since I was a little boy I mean I've gone through so much in my life like losing both my parents being in the foster care system losing the foster mother that raised me to brought me to church um, just dealing with all these things and still being able to rise above it all you know that shows that you know me putting my faith in God and what I stand for and what I strongly believe in has helped play the intricate role and so even you know uh as I'm on this political journey, I make it clear, like, my faith is is what it is, and that's not going to change for anyone or anybody. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. 
Absolutely. Um, and can you also just talk about why you also thought it's so important for you to um, pursue education and like in so many different levels? I mean, I, I'm a person that's a difference maker. I go by a mantra that I created about seven years ago that says change begins with one, therefore shall begins with me. And I believe that in our communities, they need to see realistic heroes. Um, you know, I live in Kingsborough Houses, a proud resident for the past 11 years. And to accomplish those three degrees while living in the projects is something that's unprecedented, something that needs to be heard and said. Because when you think about the projects, you think about ghetto, they're ratchet, they're drug dealers, they're everything negative, but it's nothing positive. And it's important that I feel with education, you inspire others to not only pursue an education, but even if they don't want to take that route, that they follow their calling and, and really go for it, whether it's a certification, a vocational training, whatever it is that you want to do. And if they can see somebody that they can actually touch, see and, and know, that makes a better impact than those who are far to reach, like the Jay-Z's and the Kanye's of the world. Like they are far to reach, but if they have somebody within their own backyard that is relatable and say, no, despite all of this, we've made it happen, that's how you create true change. Absolutely. Now, you're doing a lot in, you know, your short millennial life. What is it that you aspire to do since we are uh, designating you our dreamer and doer of uh, August 2017? What is it that you are dreaming to do? I mean, my, my dream is to definitely see a community in a city where young adults are stepping up and really getting involved in local government. I would love to see the 51 uh, council seats have at least 25 young adults. That changes a lot because now you're letting now you're you're showing the, the city that, you know, what we are about true progressivism, that we're not going to play the old school games. You may have a few that may trickle into that, but there's others that say, no, I'm directly here to serve the public. I would love to see members of the House, 450 members, at least 50 percent be young adults. You know, and that look like people like you and I that are really standing up to change things and not being afraid to take on the machine. Not and being how, afraid and how are you fostering that change so that that can actually manifest? So the way I'm fostering that is, of course, by doing this journey of, of running for office, but now teaching people the steps of what it takes, as well as the, the challenges that you're going to face. Because um, a lot of people do not know the steps and how detail and how strong you have to be in order to challenge, you know, the status quo and challenge the system to actually run for office. And I'm going to be uh, in teaching that and encouraging others to do the same thing, not only within our city, of course, because I want to take care of home first, but eventually across the nation. Absolutely. And I guess you're going to tell them, make sure <laughs> they put their district number on the petition. <laughs> yeah. First and foremost, Jamal Henderson, thank you so thank much you for, for joining us here. here at Let Your Voice Be Heard. He's been here behind the scenes <laughs> hearing all the back and forth we had, so waiting patiently for your yes, turn. You. And we appreciate the work and advocacy that you are doing in your community um, and in the dreams that you aspire to do. And I think that we can all take a lesson here. I mean, you were inspired by Barack Obama. And I think a lot of us are and continue to be, especially when he said, if you're mad about something, if you're angry about something, if you're as angry and passionate as Stanley is, do something I'm about that. I'm very happy. Stanley. <laughs>
you're probably one of the angriest people I know, but you use that passion and you manifest that into change. Like you've dedicated your life into doing that. So has Jamel. So has everyone in this room. And I think that that's what we should be doing. I mean, yes, we could tweet about it. We can mumble and complain about it. But let's all take it a step further to make the changes that we want to see. Thank you, Jamel, for being an example of that. Thank everyone. I want to thank everyone for actually listening to us, hanging out with us today on Let Your Voice Be Heard. And if you love us that much, you can hear this show again by simply subscribing to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio at Let Your Voice Be Heard. And Google. You- and Google Play. Thank you for that, Stanley. You can also donate to us at patreon.com so you can help keep us on the air and you can show us how much you love us. Also on Facebook and Twitter, all you have to do is like us, facebook.com slash let your voice be heard. On Twitter and Instagram, be heard underscore radio. Until then, guys, enjoy your Sunday. Keep being great. And we'll see you again next week. <laughs>